Well, good afternoon, everyone. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This part of the program, folks, remember, competition shooting supplies. Stop it and see them. Our friend and leader, John Francis, the guy is, uh, is just terrific. He is so knowledgeable for firearms and ammunition. It's stop in and see them, and it is competition shooting supplies. Located 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. You can call them at 727-1716, 727-1716 for competition shooting supplies. And they have everything you need. And remember, folks, the way things are getting, and they're certainly getting dangerous, uh, you have a right to protect yourself, and you can do it with competition shooting supplies. Firearms, ammunition, accessories, Call them today, 727-1716, for competition shooting supplies. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's 106. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, which is dePietro.com. I want to bring you up to speed on some of the stories that are making news today. And one thing is, apparently, there is... um, uh, one story regarding the fact that AOC and the Washington Post, who are basically her guardian, are claiming that. Oh, wow. Hold on a minute. They caught the guy from Bristol. Good. Warwick man arrested, accused of posting Hitler stickers in Bristol. Let me uh, find out who this nut is. Uh, bear with me, folks. Uh, Chase Gilroy. Okay. Chase Gilroy, he was the one. Who would be, I don't understand someone that would do something like that. And at least it would seem that they caught him. Chase Gilroy, uh, 26 years old of Warwick, has been charged with vandalism. Police found several stickers, images of Hitler posted in town last month. (coughs) Um, So, in fact, he's from Warwick. Let me see if I can pull up, um, a little more information about a relentless investigation. Chase Gilroy. Oh, he turned himself in. Bristol. Taken district court. One count of vandalism. Conspiracy. Same day, somebody else reported identical sticker. Comprehensive investigation. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Held at Independent Park. Um, kept him for surveillance. They have the photos of him. Uh, let me see if I can. Um, I want to just find him on Facebook. Chase Gilroy. All right, let me, uh, folks, again, uh, I understand it's, I understand we're live. And at the same time, if anything significant happens with, with Governor McKee, I will uh, certainly bring it to you. But let me, I want to see if I can find this guy. Uh, hopefully I'm not a, Chase Gilroy. All right. All right, so they're all posting. This just broke. Is he not on Facebook? Doesn't look to be. Nope. Not that I'm seeing. Okay. Well, I'm glad they got him. I mean, I don't know what they, they, and I don't know who this guy is. Vandalism, conspiracy. Like, what is the point of that? I don't think that's him. <laughs> Somebody else singing a song. I don't think that's. I don't think it's the same person, mind you. Uh, let me 
is someone else. I don't see that. No. All right. So he doesn't seem to have, unless he took it down, which sometimes they, that can happen, where then they take down um, they take down their Facebook page before they may get caught. But this business of Marjorie Taylor Greene and in uh, AOC, where she was going after her, she was following her, and she was questioning uh, this whole business regarding, uh, you know, she wants to debate AOC. And now Nancy Pelosi is saying the Ethics Committee should look into whether she verbally assaulted Representative Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez. Let me hear. Can we hear a little sound of this is House Speaker Nancy Pelosi? I want to. um, They're saying she aggressively confronted her. She accosted her, according to The New York Post. That's the accusation. Marjorie Taylor Greene. So House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said her decision to scream at her, AOC, outside the House chamber's behavior that needs to be investigated by the House Ethics Committee. Verbal assault and abuse beyond the pale, beneath the dignity. Pelosi called her behavior egregious, said it could rise to the level of an ethics complaint. She caused a scene, apparently, outside the House chamber Wednesday when she accosted her, according to the Washington Post. So... She confirmed the incident. Um, let's see. On Thursday morning, Green mocked her for supporting police reform and then wanting to intervene after the incident. She defunded the police, wants to call for police security. She's afraid of debating me about socialist plan. The incident played out Wednesday night near the House chamber. Hey, Alexandria, Green yelled twice, according to the Washington Post. You don't care about the American people. Why do you support ter- terrorists in Antifa? AOC ignored Green, walked away. At one point, turned around and threw her hands up in a frustrated way. A spokeswoman told the Post Green tried to start an argument, began screaming. Tara sympathizer when she tried to walk away. Also told the newspaper she hopes House leadership and the House sergeant make Congress a safe civil place. What about the fact that Maxine Waters was saying that we need to go and we need to confront these Trump supporters out in the streets? Let's hear. This is Nancy Pelosi now saying it was a verbal assault that she said, hey, AOC, why are you sympathetic to terrorists? Let's hear. This is Nancy Pelosi. Abuse of our colleague, Congresswoman AOC. The... It's so beyond the pale of anything that is in keeping with bringing honor to the House or not bringing dishonor to the House. It's so beyond the pale that you wonder, is this, it probably is a matter for the Ethics Committee. All right. So that is Speaker Pelosi. Now, I also want to, there's an interesting situation that's playing out, folks, that I want to just look into. And that is the fact that. The mayor of Providence, Mayor Alorza, is trying. He wants to, as you know, may or may not know, he wants to run for governor. And as a result of that, he's now trying to shore up the pension system in Providence. And so they have a plan. And their plan is they want to uh, do a bond. So $700 million pension bond obligation. So Mayor Alorza wants to borrow this. So then 
he can basically say that the pension system is sound as he runs for governor and then won't have to, you know, care about paying for it. It's I think it's 20 percent funded. And if they borrow seven hundred million dollars, it would then be 70 percent funded, not even fully funded. So I want to just read a couple of comments. Uh, this is such a bad idea. Pension bonds were all the rage in the 90s, almost universally panned. Borrowing on margin to invest in the market is not a game to be played by public fiduciaries. Now, what I also find interesting, Governor McKee's office has not been briefed on Providence's $704 million pension obligation bond proposal. Sanity. Treasurer Magazine office on the Providence Pension Bond. The first outreach from the Providence Administration to our office regarding a potential Providence Pension Bond obligation bond was a call from Mayor Loiser to the Treasurer yesterday evening, which would be Wednesday. The Treasurer requested a more in-depth briefing on the plan. We'll withhold judgment until that briefing occurs. Pension obligation bonds have a mixed track record. But the treasurer will be better able to evaluate the proposal once he's been fully briefed. So he's going non-committal, other than to say that they don't know anything about it. So this is Alorza, you know, going out on this with a ten-foot pole. I want to get to, and I want to play for you uh, some of the conversations regarding Dr. Fauci and where we are. This is Dr. Fauci this morning on CBS. If you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask outside. That's new, by the way. I've, I've thought this for a while. We're now finally hearing him say yes. it because it didn't make sense to me. Dr. Fauci, please help us with the mask situation. I know we're told we can wear it outside. We don't have to wear it outside. But I'm telling you, I was in New York where I live walking down the street. I just stopped a random lady and I said, have you been vaccinated? She said, yes. I said, me too. Why are we wearing our masks? She goes, I don't know. I mean, because I think we all feel, and I said, me too, ma'am, me too. I think we all either feel guilty or we feel it's not time or we see everybody else doing it. It's monkey see, monkey do. Is it, do you really think it's okay? Because I still feel judged. I feel people are giving you the side eye. It's not comfortable, Dr. Fauci. We, I know, yeah, we've got to make that transition. If you are vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask outside. It'd be a very unusual situation. If you were going into a completely crowded situation where people are essentially falling all over each other, then you wear a mask. But any other time, if you're vaccinated and you are outside, put aside your mask. You don't have to wear it. Okay, people are still judging. But what does that mean? So what that they're judging? You should be judging them. Why are they wearing it? I saw yesterday a group, these kids were playing, little tiny kids were playing softball. And the adults had them wearing masks. Completely unnecessary. (sighs) CNN's Chris Cuomo asked the CDC three times. Agency's refusal, drop its guidance for vaccinated Americans keep wearing masks. Let's, let's, uh. Here's how it went. It was no Here we change go. guidance. 
the argument against you is, I mean the CDC, some of this happened before you. Uh, for example, uh, the WHO said this is a pandemic, the CDC delayed, not on your watch. Um, then it was about aerosols versus surfaces. And that was known, but it didn't come out in, uh, with guidance until much later, really, un until recently. Now it's outdoor exposure. Could be 10%. The science really says 1%. You're very slow to go there. You're playing it too safe, and there is a cost that comes with that. Is it a cost that we should have to pay? You know, I want to be very clear about that last piece, which I think was on my watch, so the outdoor guidance. Mm -hmm. um, CDC, in as a matter of practice, not only conducts its own science, but reviews the medical literature. That 10% and, and uses that medical literature to inform our guidance. That 10% was not a data point from the CDC. That 10% was a data point from the peer-reviewed literature, a very well-respected, high-impact infectious disease journal, the Journal of Infectious Diseases. It was that data point that we used to inform our outdoor guidance. Regardless, I, I think we should all be very clear, like, there's a lot more uh, transmission that is occurring indoors than outdoors, and is that is what we use to inform our outdoor guidance that says if you're vaccinated and outdoors you can take your mask off if you're vaccinated if you're not vaccinated and outdoors first of all get vaccinated and second of all if you're spread out that's really fine if you have a whole bunch of people piled on top of each other breathing heavily probably not a good even idea. if vaccinated why when we see so Why? few breakthrough cases, Why? Now, I'm not arguing the science, one, out of complete respect. I have no business talking science with you, but only the <laughs> science as stated. Uh, the argument is simple, too safe. There are two arguments here. One is too safe, that causes time and delays and also creates exposure on the political flank because now you have the right saying, see, see, they go too slow. It wasn't as bad as they said it was about surfaces, about masks, about aerosols, about outdoor. They've been overplaying it the whole time. See, we were right. That's the political side. The practical side is that there's so few breakthrough cases. We need people to get vaccinated. You need to give them more carrots. Look at the science and say the risk is almost de minimis. Take the masks off. Live your life. And let's see who gets vaccinated. Right. And you're exactly your point is, is exactly where we are. We need to follow the science, which is emerging every single day with regard to variants, with regard to transmissibility, with regard to protection. And then we need to follow our our um, our case rates to see watch people get vaccinated, see how many people are getting vaccinated. Um, our job is to protect not just individuals. Our job is to protect populations as we had high levels of cases, which are now coming down. And and our job really is to find the sweet spot at the intersection of all of those. Um, and I'm really looking forward to updating our guidance very soon. Uh, I mean, won't answer the question. Why not answer the question? Folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, which is DePietro.com. This portion of the program is brought to you by It's My Health. Stop it and see Marie, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 305-3585. Now, on this Thursday afternoon, where it's uh, clouds in and out, why not pop in right diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant? It's my health, where she has vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies who understand quality and integrity. Local products like acai berry, honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum, 
over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices. Purchased by the ounce plus box herbs and teas, hemp and CBD products. Stop in and see Marie. You can shop local and you don't have to wait. There could be something in there that you're ordering online and instead you could be buying it local. It's my health because it's your health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Now, what is the reservation as far as getting the kids back into the school? Uh, now you're going to hear the head of the teachers union now start to blame President Trump for teachers unions keeping schools closed. That is moronic. That's insanity. President Trump wanted the kids back in schools. Let's listen to the head of the teachers union, Randy Weingarten, AFT, by the way, controls Providence, Warwick, Pawtucket, Woonsocket, I think Cranston. But definitely Providence, Warwick, and I think uh, Winsocket. Let's listen to uh, Randy Weingarten. Here we go. Your critics have scapegoated teachers and vilified their unions because of the school closures during the pandemic, ignoring the extreme disparities among schools and blaming teachers for problems outside their control. Creating safe conditions in schools during a public health crisis is not an obstacle to reopening classrooms. It's the pathway to going back, staying back, and creating trust through the school community. That commitment to both safety and education is why the AFT moved quickly to put out our first plan to reopen schools safely in April 2020, just weeks after COVID overtook our country. We developed our plan with health and education experts and with input from our members. That was our plan. Many AFT affiliates have used it to negotiating school reopening plans. But we face stiff headwinds. Donald Trump tweeted to schools to reopen, but did nothing to help them do so safely. Completely wrong. The Trump administration politicize safety completely wrong undermine science how, how is that if there's anyone undermining science it's the teachers unions for refusing to go back without question now folks i want to bring you also up to speed um let's see uh i want to just see where governor mckee is right now any big announcements uh, the trends we're seeing a direct result, blah, blah, blah. Positivity rate is way down. They need to just open up the state. Like, enough already. This is really getting ridiculous. Now they just keep pushing the immune. Everybody needs to get vaccinated. Um, you know you know what else is I'm looking at? These numbers are not a trend. It's happening by, uh, not happening by accident. It, of course it's the vaccinations. Also now, nightclubs can reopen 100% if vaccinations are required. See, that's not fair. Governor McKee is saying nightclubs can open, but only if the business says you have to show proof of vaccination. 50% capacity if not. Full capacity target is July 1st either way. So there's that. Now they want to enforce it. It's safe to go back to work, says Governor McKee. But again, says Rhode Island will take advantage of Fed's continuing to supply the added unemployment benefit. People are not going to go back. 
Governor McKee said on unemployment and getting people back to work, it's short-sighted to eliminate the added 300. It's Brian Crandall tweeting. McKee said, why give that back to the federal government? He supports letting workers keep benefits while returning to work. You know what's so upside down is this whole business of we have to keep unemployment benefits to people who are working. Ah, uh, sports tournaments can resume. Parental consent is needed, 12 to 15. Um, now Dunkin' Donuts is going to start giving out free coffee. Um, let's see. I, I, the, the whole thing. Listen, I, I, I disagree with all of that, as a matter of fact. I do. This business of, you know, this is an entitlement that people are going to start to just get used to. And that is that I, I need something special if you want me to go back to work. That's what it's going to come down to. I want something. You're going to have to give me added incentive if you want me to go back to work. Now. As many people know, and again, folks, good afternoon. It's 126. It's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. If you want the latest on the arson investigation, go to the website, DePietro.com, which is uh, sponsored by Allstate Lock. And I am encouraging Speaker Sakachi and other people, Allstate Lock, experts in locking systems, building security, security cameras, AllstateLock.com, or call them at 401 401- Three four nine zero zero four two four zero one three four nine zero zero four two for all state lock. I want to play Ted Cruz, Senator Cruz, who's terrific, by the way, talking about the rise in illegal immigration. When the Trump administration negotiated the Remain in Mexico agreement, the numbers plummeted. Now, the Remain in Mexico agreement didn't magically end poverty in the Northern Triangle. The Remain in Mexico agreement didn't magically cause the cartels, they're committing horrific acts of crimes in the Northern Triangle to disappear. What the Remain in Mexico policy did is it was an agreement with the government of Mexico that people who crossed illegally, primarily from the Northern Triangle, from Central America through Mexico, that they would remain in Mexico while their U.S. asylum cases were proceeding. And it was an incredible success. Frankly, the success exceeded any reasonable expectations. The numbers plummeted and they stayed low. They stayed low month after month after month after month. It was a success. Now you suddenly see the numbers skyrocketing. It wasn't suddenly poverty returned to the Northern Triangle. It wasn't suddenly these vicious murdering cartels rediscovered they were vicious murdering cartels. What happened is Joe Biden put his hand on the Bible and put his right hand in the air and repudiated the policies that were working, ripped that international agreement to shreds, and that caused the spike. That is the one and only cause. That is exactly right. You know, they can try to point to different things, but that is exactly right of what's happening. Multi-millionaire entertainment elite Ellen DeGeneres claims the campaign to destroy her reputation show was orchestrated and misogynistic. No, that's not what happened. Um, That's actually not what happened. What happened was she got bored doing the show and then she caught some bad press on a toxic work environment. That's what happened. 
the people that were behind it were her own staff. I wouldn't say it was orchestrated misogynistic. Um, they apologized for what was going on. They didn't deny the work environment. Okay. Exclusive. Trump to relaunch rallies in June, trying to capitalize on crisis engulfing Biden. Folks, this is big news. Let me uh, pull this up. Trump returns. Will hold his first rally since January 2nd, second, uh, second days later as he seeks to capitalize. He's going to be holding two rallies in June. All right, can we please get a third event around July 3rd? in the form of the airport rallies that dominated the closing months of last year's election. His team is in the process of selecting two venues from four possible. President's anxious to get out on the trail, get a lot of offers, invitations. The rallies will be his first since he addressed supporters on January 6th. So he's already been spotted in New York at Trump Tower. Um, High-profile rallies have been lining up events in New Jersey later this month. They're going to have a fundraiser at Trump's golf club. Work continues on plans for new social media. So it certainly sounds that the worst is over and that things are about to fire back up again, which is obviously uh, very, very good news. Um, Let me just find another article on it. This is incredible. The rallies are starting again. <laughs> How funny is this? Um, wow. MAGA rallies are coming back. How about that? Here we go. MAGA rallies could be back. Let me just put out. The wait is over. Trump preparing to restart Make America Great Again rallies next month. Wow. It looks like June. It looks like June is when they're going to return. Let me just see if we have... um, I'm seeing a couple different postings on this. I think people are going to go ballistic. All right. Now, see, this was in April that people were posting this, but this is... This is new that it's actually that they're saying June and July. Let me just make sure that I have the right, <laughs> not the false ones from uh, uh, that, that were also posted. Oh, all right. I posted the wrong one. All right. It's the Daily Mail that has it. I apologize, folks. This is, It is new. It is new that now that these are... Um, That, in fact, and I think this is, well, we'll we'll wait and see. Um, Let me just find the latest story they have on exactly. Let's see. Judge postpones trial of Minneapolis cops involved in George Floyd death. Okay, so there's that. Um, We're seeing that the Trump rallies, folks, again, bear with me. But I just want to find this while we can. But I think this is they're going to be very very i think they're going to be very very popular i think people are anxious i think the timing is right and things are terrible right now for the biden administration 
Absolutely. I mean, when you think about it, could they really be any worse than what's happening right now? I would probably argue no. So he's going to relaunch in uh, in June. So I think that is obviously major. That Trump rallies are going to be uh, returning folks. And, it, and again, I think there will be a lot of excitement for it in a big way. Let me just see if I can um, find it one more time. <laughs> How about the fact of... Uh, you know, the, the media continues this whole thing on white supremacists, but they won't get into the fact of, I thought Tucker Carlson was brave to point out who's like really behind, who's really behind so much of this stuff. It's is black on Asian crime is the major problem. That's the major problem in the country right now. If anybody really wants to talk about it. You know, the other thing is this business of the the kids with the summer camps. It's um the the I I see no evidence that that children should have to wear that children should have to wear a mask. You know, in summer camp, it just it doesn't add up that way. There's no reason for it. So summer camps are going to be great this summer, says Dr. Scott, urges everyone eligible to get vaccinated. But they're already saying Dr. Fauci just said that Dr. Fauci just said he doesn't think children have to be vaccinated. Here's more confusing information. Now, a couple of things. One saving grace. Labor doesn't really have any reason to oppose the bond idea. All right. A former high-rank administrator for Providence pled not guilty to simple assault in court Thursday. He's been accused of giving an unwanted foot massage to an underage male at a gym in Warwick. His attorney seems to be that of, I think that is, not that there's anything wrong with it, but I think that's Representative Solomon. I think that's who that is, uh, who was in few few people in court. Uh, let me see. This is the Channel 12 story on it. Former high-rank administrator, uh, Dr. Algie, forcibly giving a foot massage. All right, so there he is appearing in court. Um, let me just, I'll play the story on it if they have it. So he pled not guilty to rubbing a minor's foot. He says the allegations are not what they seem. They never are. I think they have, but they have video of this whole thing, right? They have video from the gym of him going up to this underage teenage boy and and basically, you know, without even asking, taking off his sock and sneaker and and then giving him a foot massage. So without, you know, without even, I mean, that's odd. And never mind, we're there. By the way, he's already out. He resigned, should have been fired. Uh, this was a bad hire. He did something like this in Florida. And then surprisingly or non-surprisingly, he did it again. How about one-year-old, one-year-old found wandering alone on street in Providence? Unbelievable. All right. A uh, former high-ranking administrator for the Providence Public Schools pled not guilty. 
let me hear. I think Channel 12 has a, a piece on this. And that looks to be like attorney Joe Solomon, who's representing him. Uh, here should be the piece. First, we're following some disturbing and bizarre charges against a Providence school administrator who has now resigned. 40-year-old Aliana Alege pleaded, uh, excuse me, pleaded not guilty to a charge of simple assault on a teenage boy. And Kate Walsh was in the courtroom this morning. She joins us now in Warwick. Let's not jump to conclusions. Kate. Danielle, less than two hours ago, Mr. Alege and his attorney walked out these doors at Kent County Courthouse. My photographer and I were outside waiting for them to give them the opportunity to tell his side of the story. Mr. Alege, do you have anything to say about this charge against Yeah. We have no comment at this point in time. My client pled not guilty. We're looking forward to the discovery process and the allegations are not what they appear to be. 40-year-old Alienka Alege out of court on personal recognizance. The promise to be on good behavior until his next court date after being charged at Kent County Courthouse with assault or battery, a misdemeanor charge. Judge Elaine Bucci heard the reading of the Warwick Police Report from an alleged incident on April 20th. She rejected Alege's attorney's request to waive the reading so that it wouldn't be heard in court. Alege was arrested on Monday for oh, allegedly man. forcibly giving a juvenile male a foot rub at a local gym. His interaction with kids was previously under scrutiny when he worked as an assistant principal in Tampa, Florida back in 2009. Five students said he punished them by bringing them to a private room, removed their sock and shoe, and popped or cracked their toes. Target 12 investigative reporter Tim White asked State Education Commissioner Angelica Infante Green if she knew about that case prior to Alege being hired in Providence in 2020. I was not aware at the time of these allegations. Providence Public School Superintendent Harrison Peters knew Alege from Florida. Stellar reputation. Even when I got to Providence, I called back and did a reference check. He got glowing recommendations. Great performance A Providence Public School District spokesperson said Alege did resign from his position as superintendent of secondary schools in the district on Wednesday. He's due back in court for a pretrial hearing on July 9th. Live in Warwick, I'm Kate Walsh, 12 News. I mean, just so, so bizarre, uh, without question. So, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. Right now, it's 139 on this uh, pleasant Thursday. It's the John DePietro Show weekdays. We are here from 11 to 2. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at the website, depetro.com. This portion of the program is brought to you by J.K.L. Engineering. Remember, they're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Let me ask you a question. Do you have Central Air? Central Air is a game changer for your life. Not only that, they have the highest rebates of the market. Estimates are free. Financing is available, both residential and commercial. Call J.K.L. Engineering at 401-351-7600. 401-351-7600. J.K.L. Engineering. The original, the best for 54 years. Their reputation is second to none. Especially for technical expertise and customer satisfaction. Call J.K.L. at 401 401- Three five one seventy six hundred. They do it right. They do it right the first time. As you're listing on this Thursday, 
on either AM 1380 or 99.9 FM, maybe riding on 295 or 146 or Menden Road or Casa, wherever you are, can hear my voice. I want to remind you, they are licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Estimates are free. Financing is available. Call J. Cal Engineering today, 401-351-7600. Now, uh, I made a decision because I'm following the arson story. Well, that's big news, by the way. Trump to relaunch rallies in June. Uh, President Trump is going to relaunch his rally starting next month. So that sounds uh, very, very exciting. Here's some other news on this Thursday. NBC pollster asked Republicans, do you consider yourself to be more of a supporter of Trump or more a supporter of the Republican Party? June 2019, 52% said Trump, 38% said GOP. Now, GOP 50, Trump 44. Balance shifting. I think that's normal. I think that's, I think that's normal. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Colonial Pipeline paid hackers $5 million after the ransomware attack. $5 million on the ransomware attack. Gee, I wonder if they're going to do that again. Biden urges people not to panic or hoard gasoline amidst a shortage. I'm just glad they're listening to him as people are going there with paper bags and, and uh, plastic water bottles and filling them up with gasoline. How about, um, who was it? Some federal agency had to tell people, don't put gasoline in bags. I, I, I just don't understand. Um, let's see. Uh, let me get back to, all you need to know, I think, as far as, Okay. The situation, folks, they're going to keep pushing the vaccine. They're not going to do enough to try to get people. If, if you're listing right now 142 and you're experiencing a worker shortage, they're not going to do anything about it. Vaccination clinics be held Rhode Island beaches and parks this summer. Uh, New Rhode Island program provide home vaccinations for those 75 and older not yet been vaccinated. How about the DLT director says there are plenty of jobs available. <laughs> Matt Weldon. Director Weldon going over return of requirements May 23rd. Unemployment be actively seeking work. Department of Labor training claims they're going to be auditing claims and calling people. They're not. <laughs> uh, you know, they can never break out and say... We're going to be the first to do the following. So a couple of different things that I want to point your attention to. Number one, the fact that Mayor Alorza is trying to borrow this $700 million on a bond on the Providence pensions is just beyond outrageous. So irresponsible. But the fact that the fact that it um that they didn't even run it by Governor McKee. He's certainly not on board with it. Mayor Lorza is doing that for one reason. Mayor Lorza is doing that so as running for governor, he can say, um, I, the, the pension fund 
is 70%. But that's number one. Number two, Governor McKee right now, folks, no one else will tell you this at 144. It's John DePietro, but Governor McKee right now is in a battle with Speaker Sakachi. No one else is telling you this. Hey, maybe it was McKee that set the fire. No, I'm just kidding. But see, because the state is going to get $1 billion in this federal money. Now, if you remember last year, Governor Amundo held on to it. Governor Amundo held on to the money. So Governor McKee says, well, I want to do the same thing. But this time around, Speaker Sakachi is saying, no, 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 no. No, that happened last year. No, we are going to. We're going to handle this federal money that's coming in. We are not going to. Um, that's interesting, the backdrop. One million administered. <laughs> Tell that to the people that passed away. I, I don't understand. And now this afternoon, the Lord's is going to try to have a campaign to get Providence to borrow $1 billion for an underfunded pension fund. The fact all the irresponsible choices that were made. Let's just forget about it and borrow more money. Wow. Huh. Amazing. But the amount of federal money that's going to come in, this is a fight because Governor McKee wants to control it. Governor McKee wants to control the money. However, Speaker Joe Shikachi and the House their argument is, no, we're going to handle the money. So the two sides are at odds. And the two sides are not going to work together. So we're going to see who's going to win this. How about the fact a new Hassenfeld poll shows nearly half of Rhode Islanders don't trust state leaders to spend federal relief money wisely? Gee, I wonder why that is. Why would that be? Why wouldn't you have confidence on how they're going to spend the federal money. You mean because they just blow through it? Of course they do. Can't be trusted. They're always like drunken sailors for crying out loud. Uh, Biden's billions set to flow into the state. Well, as I said, the, the real battle here is the situation regarding who's going to have control of that money. Because both want control of the money. So, but I I'm willing to bet that I think it's going to be on the house is going to be successful with that. I want to dip in a little bit with the uh Governor McKee press briefing right now. To their weddings and I'd like to see a Broadway show sometime. The best way to do it is to vaccinate your kids, uh. vaccinate yourself and hopefully in the future vaccinate your younger children. Thank you. Well, here come the questions. Reports from the Associated Press that the CDC this afternoon is going to ease restrictions on indoor mask wearing for people who are fully vaccinated. I don't know if you guys had heard about this, uh, and also drop it for outdoors, basically everywhere. So um, I don't know. W- would you be on board with that? Yeah, so I'm getting the same text you are right now as I'm sitting here, and certainly going to evaluate that. It hasn't huh. come yet, but uh, just like we responded to the. The outdoor well, they, a few weeks they, back. They're going be, against what Trump the CDC is saying. Relying on our health department to make the right call. Uh, the CDC is a good 
endorsement. No, I, I'll let Stephanie answer that one, but uh, just like we, we rely on people to follow the protocols today, there'll be, they'll be follow-up and inspections. Yeah, do that. So you got to show you're vaccinated to get into a nightclub? They're going to be very happy to be opened up, by Young the way. people don't need uh, to be vaccinated. 50%, but seven, you want to just oh, my it's God. It's exactly as the governor said. Uh, we are in touch with uh, uh. nightclub owners, and we are consulting with these establishment owners on the protocols. But we'll work with them on those that are interested in the flexibility to get to 100% by the showing of a vaccination on the procedures that they think will be practical. Um, and we, we are retaining uh, professional inspectors uh, for the time being. So they'll be collaborating with owners and, and working on what they'll be looking for when they do visit and uh, understanding what the protocols ought to be. showing your card when you show up at a nightclub? We're working on whether the showing of the card itself um, is the only method or a digital image of, of a card as well if someone wants to bring a phone. That's a conversation simultaneously with the Department of Health and with the owners on what they think is practical. Governor, there's a report in the New York Times today that Randy Weingarten of the American Federation of Teachers is planning to say today there is no doubt schools must be open in person five days a week in the fall. Do you agree with that and are you committed to making that happen in Rhode Island in the fall? Yeah, I've been on the record for several months saying exactly that. Um, we, want, we want the students back into the classrooms uh, in the fall. And we'd like to see encourage as many of the, of the students in the classrooms between now and the end of the year, as in my comments. So I think it's critical. That's why we, you know, our, our kids are our top highest priority, and that's why I made teachers and school-related personnel um, eligible for vaccination early in, in my uh, time as governor. Is we full reopen? You're, you're committed to that. Anymore. That should be our goal. Should be, and, uh, and not only think K through 12, but also our universities. Director Walton, we've got a long lot of uh, independent contractors, 1099 workers here in Rhode Island, that are probably wondering how they should report job applicant applications. All right, we're going to come back to this, folks, in uh, just a moment. I want to remind you that if you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body. Now, right now, folks, call West Fountain Auto Body at 272-3340. Did someone hit your vehicle? It's 151. It's Thursday afternoon. If anyone hits your vehicle, you were in a small fender bender or maybe near totaled vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body today, 272-3340, located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. It's West Fountain Auto Body. They'll repair your vehicle, get you back on the road. You can depend on West Fountain Auto Body, 272-3340, 272-3340. If someone hits your vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body today at 272-3340. Now, remember, folks, visit the website, depetro.com. Someone uh, did ask me about, I mentioned, if you really want to make sure your residential commercial property fully clean properly, you need sole source restoration. Call Mike CP for a quote, 712-2700. Let's dip back. This is the Governor McKee press briefing. I, I will speak to the fact that I've been getting phone calls probably 7 to 10 every day from people asking exactly that question. And I pretty much.
pretty much give them the same message I give them here. I think people do like the reassurance of hearing from somebody they know that, that this is a really good idea. Okay. Uh, Director Weldon, um, with regard to our employment tax, there have been numerous reports of employers who have had a, in the past a low experience. Unemployment insurance works like a lot of other taxes. All right. Work. Well, he, here's what we know, and I've said it before. If you pay people not to work, they will oblige you and not work. Can we agree on that? And that is certainly going on. Now, folks, I also um, want to once again remind you that if your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. On this Thursday, maybe you have an appliance that's not working properly. Call Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401 401- 710-7096-401-710-7096, Ryan's Appliance Repair. Saturday appointments are available. All work is guaranteed for 90 days, parts and labor. Call Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. Right now, it's 153. It's Thursday afternoon. It's John, 154, excuse me, John DePietro. Let's dip back in. This is the Governor McKee COVID press briefing. State trust fund. They weren't attributed to an individual employer, but they were charged to the fund as a whole. We then, there's a statutory formula that we apply in the fall. We have to look for reserve ratio, how much money is in that account, and what were the total payrolls over the prior year. And that's what the number that tells you what tax schedule you'll be on in the following year. So this year, our schedules went up two schedules, which on average, I think, was about $70 per employee uh, for each employer in the state. The governor has asked us to look into ways to try to deal with that. Uh, we know that it's a hit to employers and that they're paying more right now. Over three of the previous five years, they had seen savings after savings. They, there were no savings prior to that from 1992 until 2017. Now, unfortunately, because of the use, it did go back up, and we're looking into it. Uh, with regard to inspection, how many inspectors will you employ in determining, for example, if someone's met their three job applications per week statutory requirement? And will the House legislation that passed, I guess at, at the House level yesterday, effectively create only a part-time return to the workforce, making scheduling for employers very difficult? Okay, the first part, how many people, we call them adjudicators, inspectors, the same thing. The unemployment staff was doubled throughout the pandemic, and when you add in the retirees that we brought back and the third-party vendor that we brought, it's almost four times as many people. We will shift resources to have more people. I don't know the exact number yet. It's going to depend on how many claims we have at the time. Right now, we have about 67,000 to 69,000 people a week that are getting paid. We will put an appropriate number of people in to review those claims. We'll use staff from across the agency to help out, working with our union to make sure that we can do that. Uh, the, under the incentive that was created by your legislation, there's a fear of many that effectively the return to the workforce will be heavily part-time based, which will create chaos for restaurants and retail organizations to schedule. I don't think it creates chaos. I think they're facing really challenging times right now without being able to staff their operations, and the governor and I have heard from them. This will allow them to have people work up to maybe 30 hours a week and still stay connected to unemployment. To us, it allows them to fill shifts that are going unfilled right now, and it's going to be part of the solution. Yeah, it's still early, but within the first 24 hours, we had about 300 12 to 15-year-olds that we vaccinated. I think, you know, one of the promising things that we've seen is 
that uh, 16 to 18 year olds have really stepped up and done their part. We've already vaccinated about 41 percent of 16 to 18 year old Rhode Island. So, you know, I think we'll have a couple of opportunities here. One uh, in the schools, you know, over the next few weeks, and then obviously at all of our locations. And then as we continue to push uh, vaccination opportunities to primary care physicians, specifically pediatricians, uh, you know, I think we will have plenty of opportunities there. Now that the briefing will slowly, in a couple weeks, move to the state house, does that mean the state house will be open to the public? Uh, we'll have our state room and our office open, but the uh, but that that decision hasn't been made yet. But it's but we are definitely in process. I think I mentioned in a few interviews that we're we got a um, a core group of people in our office. Uh, really discussing the issue about reopening state government. So we would expect to have some definitive strategies there before the end of the month. Governor, your counterpart in Ohio, Governor DeWine, is offering million-dollar lottery prizes each week for people to get vaccinated. Do you have any plans to do anything along those lines or step up the incentives for vaccination? Good question. Yeah, we, were, we, we, we don't have a million dollars, but the uh, I think that we're going to continue to do the work we're doing right now, and we're and we're having success, right? So we're going to just keep on doing that. We'll be reaching out to the Boys and Girls Club shortly, all our networks. I just want to thank the people in the state of Rhode Island for stepping up. All right, folks, again, it's John DePietro. That is the Governor McKee press briefing that is uh, going on right now. Uh, hopefully things continue to move in the right direction. If you're a business... Uh, they're still they're not going to break off of of the the 300 extra that these people are going to get. I want to remind you that if you're in an auto accident, motorcycle accident, slip and fall or workplace injury, fight back. Call Jack. You need a top personal injury lawyer. You need Jack Calvino. Call him today. Free consultation. 401-785-9400. Fight back. Call Jack. 401 785 9400 or online at fightbackcalljack.com. Personal injury law over 50 years. You need a fighter. You need someone that's going to go to bat for you. Fight back. Call Jack. Call today. 401-785-9400. Free consultation. 401-785-9400 or online at the website, which is fightbackcalljack.com. It's John DePietro on this Thursday. Folks, I want you to stay tuned. Coming up is going to be the two o'clock news. If you like, I'm going to have an arson update coming up later, plus uh, voting in Rhode Island at the website, petro.com. 